Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for purpose and a more fulfilling life? Are you looking for inspiration and encouragement? Then this is the place for you. I'm Brooke Moore. I'm Gretchen Jackson. I'm Kelly Strother. I'm Tharwit Lovett. We are Shifter. In this podcast, we will address all things mindset. You will hear real stories from real women who have faced their fears, crushed their limiting beliefs, and have turned their mess into their message by shifting their mindsets and leveling up in business and life. Welcome to the Shifter Podcast. I am Farwit Lovett, Chief Program Officer here at Shifter, and I couldn't be more excited about the special guest we have for you today. At Shifter, we are a community of women who share a desire to level up, support, and celebrate one another through collaboration over competition and help each other straighten our crowns, walk into our power, and give permission to women around the world to be proud of who they are. Our guest today is a man whom I consider to be a master of giving permission to feminine expression. Not only is he a friend of mine, but he is also my mentor, my teacher, and my spiritual advisor. Craig Stamper is an international medium, psychic, and healer who has used his awareness for more than 30 years to help improve the lives of thousands of people. Craig believes all the answers are within one's soul. It just needs some spiritual love, light, and guidance to come forward. As a small child, his communication with angels emerged. At the age of 11, he dedicated his life to God, the planet, and all people to bring forth spiritual communication and healing for situational and life clarity. For Craig, every encounter is a holy encounter. Everything is a spiritual experience. Our interaction is spiritually prepared before we even meet one another on the planet. Craig is a healer in every sense of the word, a masterful spiritual teacher. Welcome, Craig. I am so excited that you are our guest today on the Shifter Podcast. Glad to be here. Thank you. All right, Craig, let's dive right in. So as I mentioned uh, in the introduction, you are masterful at giving permission to invite the, the feminine aspect of creation into existence and that expression in, in, in the people. I know that you have done that for me. Can you tell us a little bit about, about what that ex- means exactly? Um, that would be multi-layered. Um, let's start with just the generalization of it. So we're talking about divine feminine. Uh, And so within creation, if you go to Eastern philosophy, you have the yin and the yang, um, male and female. They're they're not mutually exclusive. They're not mutually exclusive. So in this particular lifetime, I'm a male, all right? Uh, Previous lifetimes, I've been a female. So my soul is both of those things. There's no identification soulfully as to male or female. Um, As I work and when I do work, I find that, and it's been this way all these years, that I move more in feminine energy during my spiritual work than I do my male energy, primarily because female energy is more intuitive. What I want to ask you, Craig, is about your gift, 
So um, not everybody understands what that is and where it comes from. But I know in conversations that you and I have had, you've indicated that all of us have the potential to access the same type of information that you access. We simply forget how to do it along the way. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, it's not a gift. And I always tell people it's not a gift. Um, my awareness and, and my um, communication spiritually and physically um, with humans and with the angelic realm and those with past and master teachers, um, I, I re remember how. So when I say that, what I mean to say is we are all already there. It's already inside every soulful being. Okay, so when I'm working with people, for example, a lot of times what will happen is I'll generally with all divine guidance and words and um, many other things, I'm just walking that individual into their light and into their essence. And that's where the clarity presents for them. And I can provide detail, you know, past, present, future, whatever it needs to be, um, childhood trauma, whatever. Um, there's nothing, there's nothing that um, I'm not limited to. So I would say that within you, within um, um, the core group there at Shifter and people who are in the program or anyone, that already exists within each of us. It, it's, it's, our, it's, our, it's our divine inherent right to be that. Now me, um, mine started at a young age, so I had more focus on this. And this is more of my um, life's purpose to this is one of the reasons I came in. This was to be part of my story. Mm -hmm. Now, other people, they have different stories in this particular lifetime. That doesn't mean that um, having awareness and intuitiveness can't be done in conjunction with that. Right. You know, sometimes life is really, really busy. And so to be able to take that take that moment or find that moment or breathe into that experience can be real difficult for a lot of people but for me it started when I was three years old so I've got many years of doing what I'm doing I'm 58 now right but yeah everyone every, everyone is that I'm just for when when you see people on tv or you 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 want to know more about stuff like that or you need insight specifically and I want to individualize that to people after I make this general statement. The generalized statement is you're just returning. I'm just returning. Others are just returning and, and, and being in the state of our soulfulness in the presence of the godness as I refer to it in creation that where all things exist. Mm -hmm. And the individualized piece of that is and I tell everyone um, I think one of the questions that you ask um, at the end of your podcast is, you know, what's the best advice you ever got? The best advice that I will ever give to anyone is breathe. Always return to your breath. Always return to your breath. Why is the breath so important? The breath is important. Um, if, you, if you look at Eastern philosophies, there's a, there's a lot of information about breathing techniques. Same thing um, with the Indians, the American Indians, right? And the shamans specifically. And the breathing. So for me, before I start working or anything's going on within my creation, if I really need just to center, 
you know, sometimes I can have anxiety about a situation. I'm human like everyone else. You have anxiety. Um, if you have children, you've got, you know, before COVID, it was like, for me, uh, Boy Scouts, piano lessons, voice lessons, uh, robotics club, traveling on weekends for activities. And uh, parents have a lot of responsibility, particularly females, because females by nature are caretakers. And they assume that responsibility and society kind of places that energy and essence upon them as well, right? Right. So I say, go to the breath. When I work, I go to the breath because, and this, this, this will give meaning to the statement I just made. When I go to the breath, I kind of shift myself over a little bit, like from the left to the right. And I start breathing in. And as I, as I go into my breathing, I move into my um, heart and solar plexus chakra. That's where our intuition is. For all the listeners that are out there, everyone has had the moment of, I knew that. I felt that. Right. I shouldn't have done that. I, I knew better. But that I ignored that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I ignored that. <laughs> um, and that's okay. There, there's no wrong or right. Um, but the larger point is returning to your breath. That also allows you to trust what you know. And it calms you. So when you're speaking, you're more present in the moment in your speech. You're more present, you're present in the moment to receive your thoughts. But a lot of times in life, you know, we're 10 minutes ahead of our stuff. Where are we going next? What do we got to do next? And that's the way society has kind of been set up over a period of time. So when I say return to the breath, be in the moment. Choose your words in the moment. Right. And as you do, what you'll find is the exhale with that, the things that are sitting on you and weighing on you will kind of just kind of layer off a little bit because you're not worrying about what tomorrow is. And let's face it, as, 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 as humans, um, especially this last year for a lot of them, you know, financial, thing, financial um, obligations have been a big concern. Many things have been a big concern, but financial obligations have played in pretty significantly as I've seen, as I've worked this past year. And so to that, I would say, you can't change what's going to be three weeks from now. But where you are in the moment and as you breathe is going to put that calm energy out into creation to return to you. So if it's about abundance, then be calm about the abundance. And, you know, we can't help but thinking forward. That's how we're conditioned to. That's what we're programmed to do. Right. Kind of like from the time we're little and we go to school, what are you going to be when you grow up? I don't know. I'm only five. Why ask me, right? Right. I say that jokingly, but in a serious way. So we're not taught to be momentary. We can. I plan for the future. You plan for the future. But we also plan for the future in the moment. So I would say return to your breath always. That's where you find your power. And that is power, power meaning the presence and essence of creation to fill you and bless you. That's and right. Help with your and help your fluidity as you move through the day. We can't do anything about what happened yesterday or what's going to happen tomorrow, but we have all types of power, all, our, an ability to choose and influence 
impact our present circumstances. And when, and when we, when we breathe, then it pulls us back into that present moment. And in addition to breathing, when we can take a moment, moment and check in with our five senses, what am I seeing, smelling, tasting, touching, hearing right now, then it helps us to come back into this moment where we have, like you said, the power in order to access the the information and the action necessary to, to to move us in any particular direction. So one of the things that we have all shifter members do when they sign up for the program is take a personality test. And um, when you were describing the feminine and masculine, you know, we, we tend to, uh, when we think of the feminine and masculine, uh, uh, consider whether a person is a male or a female. We, we, we think of gender when we refer to those terms. However, there's so much more, like you said, the yin and the yang, the feminine and masculine, every human being, whether you're male or female, have feminine and masculine aspects to their being, to their existence. And it has to do with energy. And like you mentioned, the feminine is, is intuitive and creative the masculine is is very um, uh, logical, linear, and 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 actionable, and so um, we all, every single one of us human beings, we we have both of those aspects, and the the more balanced that is between us, then the more peaceful our life tends to be. But when we take these personality tests, we find that different people have different characteristic ways of thinking, behaving, and feeling. In the, in the Myers-Briggs type indicator, indicator, for example, some there is a personality dimension that is um, intuitive versus sensing, and there's another one that is thinking versus feeling. And they really do imply whether our lean is more toward the feminine or more toward the masculine. So the feeling and the intuition or intuitive is, has a bias more toward the feminine aspect of existence and personality. And the sensing and the thinking has more of a bias toward the masculine energy way of existence. How do we, regardless of of where that bias is, number one, how do we invite a balance into our life, Craig? And then number two, how do how do we just how do we um, get to the same place where you're at, where you're where you're in the space of clarity and and knowing? Well, that was a lot um, to process, but you're on target, and I like where you went with that. So the Myers-Briggs test, you know, you're either thinking one way, you're um, more feeling and sensitive another way. Again, nothing is mutually exclusive, okay. right? So I, I think I made a point to you a while back in some conversation that when I work, um, I'm moving more in, in the feminine energy of creation, okay? Women, women by nature um, are moving in feminine energy. Women are, women can give birth and create life. They are creation in motion, right? Mm -hmm. But also too with women, some of them can lean toward the thinking and not so much to the intuitive. As where men, men tend to be more linear. There are a lot of men also 
that tend to be feminine energy. You know, I've seen married couples and, and the man is, I would say, a lot more paternal to maternal than the woman is, right? So there's no, there's no um, actual 50-50 anywhere. So to the larger point, you don't have to be more physical male or more physical female. Um, again, everything's interchangeable. So in, in finding the balance, balance for you and balance for me are two entirely different things. Balance for every human being is different for them. It is unto them on what their balance is, right? So, but for them, and so that's where communication, conversation, education, reading books comes in to help explore who and, and what we are and, you know, what's our purpose and what do I want to do? Do I want to help you of service? You know, all of those questions that we all go through in life, whether we're in our teens, our 20s, our 30s, our 40s. And the questions change as you get older, okay? Right. So I would say to you that you have the feminine and you have the male. Now, on any particular subject, you could swing one way or the other. Any right. particular situation, you could swing one way or the other, okay? However, as a generalization, you are female, so you will move in more female type energy, which tends and is more intuitive than the male energy is. And it's not to diminish the male energy at all. It's the counterbalance to everything. So I think I told you one time that, you know, I like working on my 1999 um, Jaguar convertible. I love working on it. You know, I like doing the plumbing. I like fixing things. I like all of that stuff, right? So, and I am a man, but the other piece of that is I have the balance of the feminine. So that's where my work really plays in when I'm, when I'm doing the spiritual work. It comes from more of a feminine flow. And when I'm working, it doesn't mean that there's not male presences and male, male identified. It's all that's a whole nother podcast, but there's male energy there and female energy there. So I would say to the people, as you're walking through life and you're looking for um, an answer, or if you're looking for balance, or if you're looking for how can I get all of this done? And especially for women, how can I get all of this done? Given the way society has been set up all, over all these years, um, breathe. You, you just got to stop and breathe because what you and I talked about breathing five minutes ago, that's over. That's done. What am I doing now? I'm breathing now. So it isn't like I need to breathe in five minutes or go focus on breath five minutes ago, focus on the breath all the time. It'll keep you present. And as you're present, and that's where you create, that's where you create. And when you're in the moment and you're calm and you're feeling love and gratefulness, that's creation in motion. And the universe will respond with those things. But if you're on the run and doing things and going and doing, you know, it's just random acts. Mm -hmm. Then you're saying, let random things happen. Wow, that's really. So for example, helpful. in the morning, when you wake up, I choose happiness every morning. I say, I choose happiness and I am happiness. I choose joy today. I am joy today. Same thing with abundance. I am grateful today. I choose gratefulness today because that is us. We're the presence of God incarnated. So that is us in creation. And we're not a drive-by. We're taking control of our creation to say, I am these things. 
So the universe will automatically respond and bring those things into our creation for us and with us. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, so the that singular your question, right? Or did I go off? No, you answered the question. And that okay. is, it, it always comes back around, like you say, to the breath. And I think that's the singular most, most powerful uh, tool that we can access because it's just, it's like you said, and, and, and in, in my practice, I talk a lot about we have got to arrive at this place in life where we're stepping away from survival and moving into thriving. Um, and there are, and you know, like you said, there's, there's the feminine uh, intuitive side of me, and then there's the masculine, inquisitive and analytical side of me. And I like to find answers on both sides and uh, from the the more the analytical, more academic point of view, there's you know all of this that that we're speaking about. There's there's something physiological that's associated with it. Everything mm-hmm. psychological and emotional is is also physiological. So um, when we're when we're engaging in that in that breath, we're and we're we're in the moment, we're accessing an entirely different part of the brain that allows us conscious, intentional control, impulse control. I mean, it's just, it's the frontal lobe. And when you um, take a, a monk who has been practicing meditation for years, for decades, what lights up like a Christmas tree is their frontal lobe because they have practiced this presence. They've practiced their, their breath work and they have so much muscle, so much frontal lobe control. You take the average other human being, non-meditative monk, and you're not going to see the same type of activity. So there are very solid scientific physiological reasons that we're discovering today that all of this is true and all of this is so important. And through your breath and then just the focus of that, you will change your physiological makeup in the moment. You are in control. Your whole physiological flow in that moment will shift. You move to your breathing and start being grateful and giving thanks. Just, I'm not saying that's what you, only thing you should do, but when you do that, your whole body changes physiologically, right? And so you're talking about that frontal lobe thing, you know, uh, a monk who's been able to sit on the mountain and meditate all of his life. Yeah, I'm sure that's pretty well exercised and a pretty big muscle, right? As opposed to the monk who just does it sometimes. But here's the thing, every, every um, incarnated uh, spiritual being as a human can do the same thing. And they don't have to go sit on the mountain right. because through the breath, they can change their physiological makeup. So the, the, the breath is a form of meditation. Absolutely. So not, not only is it a form of meditation, when, you know, when you're, when you're breathing and <clears throat> in, in the balance. So I observe you and I've known you for a few years. And I observe you. You know, I, I look at the, the, the work that you write and academically, it's just, just profound. And I'm like, wow. Um, and sometimes I'm like, okay, let me read that a second time. Because, you know, you're you're just brilliant that way. And then I look at the other part of you, and this is not male or female, the the intuitive piece and the things that you put together spiritually to match the academics like you just did with the monk and the muscle. Okay. Um, You're brilliant at that. I've never seen anybody that that brilliant at that. You're good at that, right? 
So that both involves the, uh, the, the male and female energy. That's both energies simultaneously. Now me, I'll tend to move more in the female energy than I do the male energy. But again, it's, it's individualized to the person during the moment, during the situation. Um, primary thing about the breath is being able to breathe. So for example, and this is more for women than it is for men. Um, women have more circumstances in life that can frustrate them. The male life is conditioned more sim simply, with more simplicity. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason the women's lives are like that is because, again, they are creation in motion. They are intuitive. They have many, many, many. The female energy has many layers to itself. But then societally, there's a whole other set of, of, of circumstances laid on that, right? Right. So if you, you have children and if you're going taking the piano and you're doing the things you have to do and the dentist run and all of that other stuff. And there's just stuff, 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 stuff. And sometimes we can get perturbed or even angry, let's say at our boss, for example. You don't have a boss, you're the boss. I'm not a boss too, but <laughs> I remember you know, when I worked in corporate America, yeah, you know, you can get angry and you get in your car, you know, and, and you end up taking that home, that energy home and it sits, if you've got a family, then it, there's ripple effects to your family. But then from there, it ripples out farther to their friends. Now you may not see this energy. If you saw this energy, you would stop it immediately. If you could see all of creation with an energy and what that flows into. Um, so I would say this specifically to the breath. If you're leaving work or, you know, a partner has caused you some irritation, um, process it, get it out, 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 get it out. If that means hollering, holler. If it means if crying, means... cry. <clears throat> crying is always good. Mm -hmm. Crying is always good. I'll give you an example that when I'm angry, this is what I do, because I'm very aware of, of the energy and creation. I never let anything leave me before it's transformed to love. So I can, and, and, and there are circumstances in my life that you're aware of that, you know, can anger me. It takes a lot to get there, but I get angry. And before I let that anger leave me, I create like this orb around the outside of me where that anger all goes. And this is a good exercise for anyone. Take that anger and put it in this golden white orb. Just, just breathe it out from the, your gut and get it out there. Holler, scream. But it goes to that one place. And you just continue to breathe until you're calm. And then just imagine that orb and that, all of that. And just in your mind, transform all of that to the purest form of love and let it go out to creation and to everyone on the planet who might need it. That's our true power. Right. And that, and, and also to that point, it's the difference between reacting and responding. Absolutely. Resisting yeah. when something happens that upsets us, creating space around it. Don't react. Um, that just, just sit with it for a little while, feel it. And I love the visualization of putting it into the, in the golden white orb. Well, that way, you know, you're in control of creation. That way you, as, as, a, as, a, as a, a spiritual being, you're processing, but then you're taking it and sending it out to the, to the planet or, or creation to help people. You've transformed it. And again, that goes back to another thing that I like to reference. I call it the, the millisecond kind of thing. Uh, don't react. 
take the millisecond before you even process. Mm. Do not speak. Mm-hmm. Do not react. Sometimes there's a natural reaction that goes on. I understand it. But as you become more mindful and you are looking at really empowering yourself and understanding what your life is truly about for you, take that moment and act upon things. What's in the best interest for you? What's in the best interest for the people involved? You don't want to sacrifice yourself in that process. Mm -hmm. But if you could start looking at it from a larger perspective. And so these three last three things we talked about, this is where it gets really huge um, for women, especially to create space, even though you're in the middle of things that might be going on around you. And that's so helpful. And it's something that I have learned to do because you like, you're right. Women, especially we, you know, we, we lead very crazy lives. We're managing multiple people and multiple schedules and, and sometimes working multiple jobs. And it's just, it's a, it's moving nonstop. And when something happens and the whole machine won't stop necessarily, but you can create enough psychological and emotional space for yourself within in order to give you the time you need to process. And it doesn't have to be huge. It can be a a micro moment. Right. That's all you need. I call it the micro moment. Mm -hmm. That's all you need. That's how you create it. And so when you do that, then what you'll find is the rest of creation will start responding to that part of yourself that is balanced in the moment things will shift and change before you even arrive to the next moment right so with the visualization that you gave us about the orb and putting the anger in it and uh, transmuting it into love before you send it out there's another visualization that you have shared well first let's talk about transmuting transcending okay yeah because what you're doing is because every breath i take i know every action i take affects not only creation, even if I'm here by myself, I'm affecting creation with my thoughts. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I've got space to do more of that. So that's why I wanted to speak a lot to um, people who are on the go. And the things we talked about are not just specific to females, they're specific to males as well. Right. They're specific to males as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I find real interesting in this election cycle, and I'm not going to talk politics, is the diversity of the women that are in, um, in um, the management of the United States now. I couldn't be more proud to see all that female energy, because you're right, women multitask, they're multi-layered. You know, they get a lot done mm-hmm. in a little bit of time. So yeah, our, 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 our collective society is starting to reflect what our society really does look like. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, you know, we're all the same spiritual presence of God. It's just the housing is different for each of us this time. Right. Okay. So the color of my skin this life was not the color of my skin two lifetimes ago. Mm-hmm. The fact that I'm a male this time, you know, I've been a female in a past life. Mm-hmm. So the larger point is in the human conditioning on the planet, um, there was a, a, a article that I read. When you're born, you get a social security number. So you're numbered. You have to pick a religion. Your family picks a religion for you. Then you're defined by your sex and you're defined by your color on your birth certificate. 
So already we have segmented society at the moment. You're, you're segmented in society at the moment you're born. And it's a separation. And I know there's a, a British therapist that I really like, and I've, I've mentioned her before. Her name is Marissa Peer. And um, she mentions in her talks and in her book how there are two um, biologically wired forces that drive us as human be beings from the moment we're born. And this is the need to be accepted and this fear of rejection. So like you're saying, as soon as we're born, these boxes are checked and, and we've already come ready-made with an identity. It separates us from the whole. And then quietly society programs us to be those. Mm -hmm. That's what happens. Mm. Right. And that's not like a, a whole, everything's crazy. It's just a matter of fact. So my point to that is beyond what that physicality is, the, the soul and the spirit housing that body, we are all the same and we're all connected and we all are um, brothers and sisters, um, or we're not even brothers and sisters. We're just one because there's no um, spiritually, you know, when I'm working spiritually, um, there is no male or no female. It's the same energy. And angels will project, you know, whether they want to project as a male or people who have passed, you know, I can see them, but are master teachers, but it's all the same energy. Mm -hmm. But while you're physical, you have it, while you're female, you have that flow this time around, as do males. So there's a couple more, more things that I'd like to, to, to discuss um, with you. And one is, I'm going to just like toss them both at you and then however it comes. One is the visualization, because I know that we have um, a lot of people come forward with uh, toxic relationships or people in their lives that are sort of like energy vampires. So how do you deal with, with people like that in your life? And then the second one, our conversation about about balance and how the, you know, the masculine and feminine aspects are, are individuated and there's there, you know, the balance, you know, all of that. And it depends on the individual, but bottom line, what is alignment in your opinion? Cause we talk a lot about alignment. How do we seek and find and know when we have shifted into alignment? Well, number one, let's talk about what people term as energy vampires. <clears throat> if somebody's taking your energy, you're giving it to them. Nobody can take from you what you don't give. All right. Agreed. So I say that as an empowerment statement. However, over a period of time in relationships, whether they're, um, the boss and the employee, the husband, the wife, um, the wife and the wife, the husband and the husband, whatever, whatever it may be, child, mother. Um, there are people who are referred to as energy vampires, you know, and they just, it's like they come to the well to get a feed and then they go and you're depleted, but you don't know why you're depleted. And a lot, and a lot of people don't pay attention to what's really going on, right? Right. And that's very disempowering. So I, Craig, probably this is 20 years ago, probably 20 years ago, um, I'm sitting having coffee in the morning and I have a nausea, I'm nauseous. Well, I never get nauseous. Even to this day, I don't get nauseous, which I just don't. And I'm like, what is this? And all of a sudden my phone rings and it was somebody that I knew. And I was talking to them and realized that they had been connected to me energetically. 
And so while I was talking to them, generally what I'll do is when people connect to me is I'll just kind of take that energetic cord, as I call it, and connect it up to the divineness of creation for them to receive. Uh, but this had happened many times with this person without me paying attention because it was an ex-relationship kind of thing, right? So we kind of give a pass to things. <clears throat> but this time what I did, and I regret that I did it, and I won't ever do it again, but I disconnected it and I just plugged it back into that person. And about 30 seconds later, while I'm talking to that person, they said, I got to get off the phone. I'm real nauseous right now. Well, that wasn't my nausea I was feeling. It was mm. the nausea of the other person. Oh, wow. Right? So when we talk about energy vampires, it's even bigger than that. Because people will attach to you, like your kids are attached to you, they're constantly feeding from you. Yes. And you would have it no other way. Right. Right? Same with me. I'd have it no other way. But at the same time, and this is where we go back to the very beginning of all this conversation, is having multiple things to manage, multiple things to do, then there's that energy thing. And they are connected. They can be connected. So that's why the whole thing about the breath and breathing in, because as you do that, um, the energy is leaving you as well. The balance is leaving you as well and going to any connectivity you may have within your creation. So if you benefit, the children are benefiting. Not only in the unseen, but in the scene and how you feel and mom dad's in a good mood that's good i'm happy now and um so there's a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot of layers to that so related to the, the vampires and uh, people call them vampires the way to relate to that and view it and really just keep yourself in a place of not um, having to experience it much is just be mindful after every encounter you have you know if you're having an encounter with a human being um Ask yourself, you know, when the encounter's over, you know, was that healthy for me? Or even in relationships, people find that relationships aren't healthy for them. It's usually because one's feeding off the other, mm-hmm. or they're both feeding off of each other in not a healthy way. And as a psychologist, you understand this. Right. Truth. And I had never yeah. thought of it in that way. We work so hard to achieve balance in our lives. And a part of that is being mindful of, of the, what other people or what we're, we're allowing other people to take from us or to what we're giving to other people. So it doesn't matter how hard oh, I work yeah, to, to establish balance in myself. If I've got this energy hemorrhaging in these areas, because maybe I'm too afraid to um, establish that healthy boundary, then it's going to work against my efforts. Well, and I'd like to add something to that. You know, female energy is generally caretaking energy. Women tend to be the caretakers. So that there's a constant flow of exit of energy to care, to help. Now there are male males like that as well. So I'm not excluding males, but women as a rule are the caretakers have been throughout society. We all know this, um, very clear. So being born or choosing to be a woman this time around in this place and time, and it's a very big transcendent time for the females of the planet. It's a great time to be a female. And those that have come in as female identified, this is, this is just the coolest time. 
there'll be cooler times in the future, but this is pretty cool too, right? Mm-hmm. So the natural flow is to give. The, the, and I think that you'll find with most of your um, members is that um, it's not so much that they give, it's just reestablishing their own core power base within themselves. And it's okay to have it. It's okay to say no to things that take from it. Mm-hmm. And when you do it, you're doing it defi- divinely because as you, as you are blessing yourself, you're blessing the creation of everything, everything in creation. As you are bringing love into you, it is going to everything in creation. Because, you know, you, every scientist will tell you energy does not dissipate. It just changes its form. So if you're balancing that energy with light, kind of like the orb I was talking about, right? That's the ball of energy because you're expelling that energy. So transform it before you release it. It's the same thing inside. It's like a column of of golden white light going through you. And replenishing that is really important. Taking the time every day to replenish it and simply just breathe it in. And if it means for you breathing in golden white light and releasing situations of the day, put them in that orb, create your own orb. It can be any color you want. You know, throw your mother-in-law in there if you want, you know, whatever it takes for you mm-hmm. to really clean your pillar and purify your pillar, put it in there. And as you put it in there, you're not going to contaminate creation if, you know, you encapsulate it and transform it to love before you send it out to creation. Mm-hmm. Because there's many things we could all put in there every day. Mm-hmm. Because part of that is the balance. And that's what you're talking about that. Because mm-hmm. that was part of your second question. So how do we balance those things? Well, it's up to us on how we balance and if we balance. You know, people think that happiness is random or they're a lucky person. Nope, you got to choose it. What do you want? What do you want? And choose what you want. Mm -hmm. Always choose what you want and claim it. I I don't use the word, and I got to stop myself. Never use the word want ever, ever, ever because it will keep you wanting. So... I choose happiness today. I am happiness. That's an invocation. That's a statement unto creation that can't be denied. Mm. Creation Mm. will automatically respond with that. So the balance of and everything, uh, you know, for me being a male, you know, I move in a lot of male energy. I really do. When I work, it's more, um, it's got to be the female energy. And it's the balance of both that gives me uh, my true spiritual balance. I'm not perfect by any means, by any means. You know, I'll have a phone call with someone and I'll just flippantly say something and they'll say, did you really just say that? And I was like, oh, you know, I kind of did just say that, you know, and then (laughs) I back up a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, so we all do that kind of thing, no matter Mm -hmm. what. It's just a matter of breathing and being in the moment. And being in the moment is the hardest thing in creation for most people to do. Right. Because we always have something to do. We always have some accomplishment. We always have some place to go. We always this, we always that, and then this, and then that. Or people will create drama to distract themselves from being in the moment because that's where their true presence and power is. Creation happens in the moment. Mm -hmm. The creation this moment and the creation that will happen two weeks from now. Mm -hmm. Really powerful stuff, Craig. I appreciate it. I mean, I could talk to you for 
hours. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like we're just scratching something here, but it's been good. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we'll have a series and 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 discuss several. Yeah, there's there's many layers to all of this. Right. So, um, to kind of wrap this this interview up, we tend to ask everyone that comes on the podcast three questions, not to put you on the spot. But um, first, just off at the top of your head, can you think of um, a book that you've read over your lifetime that has been one your favorite? If I'm going to speak to books, I have probably a thousand books in my library. I don't know that I've read one of them from <laughs> back forward to back, okay? 95% of those are spiritual self-help books that I've read over the years. Now, novels, I will read from front to back because that's the story about it. But what I've found over the years is each of us is um, becoming and growing and identifying. So there's no connect the dots to get to your spiritual place. You are your own connect the dots. So in these books, what I find is I'll find a particular chapter that meets my needs at that moment in time. And then the book goes put away. And a while back, it's like 11 years ago. Um, I read something out of a book and I was up in the office and I was like, I caught the book. I said, I need something in there. And I opened it up and flipped through and I said, oh yeah, that's what I've been looking for. So it gave me balance on something I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Now that's not because I'm psychic or, you know, spiritually aware. It's just because I was following my intuition and I had been asking for guidance related to the issue. Mm-hmm. Always ask for guidance too. I want to stress this. And I did not. The angelic realm can only participate in your life to a certain degree without an invitation. So please invite your angelic realm to participate in all things before you start your day, before you have your meetings you have to have. Always invite your angels to participate. Always, always. So I guess if I was going to pick one book, and people may find this odd, the, 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 the spiritual book that really gave validation to me uh, because of everything that I knew but I couldn't articulate when I was young, um, was the book um, Shirley wrote uh, out on a limb, Shirley McLean, because mm-hmm. that came out back in, <clears throat> well, you know, way, way back. And so, you know, she had talked about reincarnation and I'm like, okay, 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 okay. So it was a crystallization book for me. Um, there was much more than I knew, but it was like, somebody's here with me on the planet mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was very nice, very nice. I'll have to check that out. Another um, book that that mentions or discusses reincarnation is Many Masters, Many Lives, and a hypnotherapist um, from his experience with his patients uh, kind of moves through that experience. That's a fascinating book as well. Is that Gary Zukov? Maybe, yes. Okay, never mind. I have to look that up. Um, Okay, what is the best piece of advice? Okay, I gotta stop you. Okay, I'll stop you. I'm sorry. There's one other book, and I, I say set of books, that I think it's, it's important for everyone to read. Um, and that would be um, Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. I have read those. That's where doors will, yeah, that's where yes. doors will open for a lot, a lot of humans if they would read those. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend recommend Conversations with God. It, it really launched me um, sort of on, on, on a, a neck chapter next chapter yes yes you were you were i met you um uh, it it was a uh, um someone at the church that had recommended that i look into those books and yes and i 
opened it and well, just got it was time for you to have yeah it was time you had the whole just masterful academic brilliant stuff down and it's like okay it's time for the spiritual piece to match around that to give it the balance and those books kind of gave you your direction i, I, I love those i highly recommend those too thank you the best piece of advice you've ever been given what would that be three okay given to me many years ago many 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 years ago by an old old at the time i was young i was way young and she was in her 60s so I thought she was old, old, but now that I'm getting up to be 60, I don't see it as old, old, but <laughs> it was a, a one-legged psychic woman. She had oh. one leg. She was in a wheelchair. She was a psychic woman. Mm-hmm. And she said, best thing I can give you, Craig. And she knew my awareness. She said, breathe, 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 breathe. Mm-hmm. So that's the best piece of advice I've ever received. And as I shared it today and the importance of it. Mm-hmm. She, it's, it's powerful how... You know, someone in our life when we're five years old, still years into the future, exist in our our mind and our heart, like the, the words that we speak. That one moment that she gave me in creation has helped me throughout my life. And I've helped thousands of people because mm-hmm. of her one word that has also given me direction. And it's all a ripple effect. It's the thousands of people. Then it's the thousands of people that they have met and it just gets bigger and bigger. So every breath we take and every moment we're in, we get to create and help ourselves and creation. Right. One of those, those powerful sets of words that were shared with me several years ago was someone who had told me, um, look for the infinite well inside of yourself. And there was just something about that, that rang and then just continues to exist within me. I like that. Thank you. What's the third question? The third question is, what is the worst piece of advice you've ever been given? The worst piece of advice that I've ever been given. Honestly, I'm going to, it's not a guess. I know what it is. Um, The timing of it was a little suspect back in the day. Um, Someone said to me, you have to make it all about you. Mm -hmm. Now, I talked today about people taking the time for them and making it about them and empowering themselves from that standpoint. But this particular advice was, it's all about you from a egoic standpoint. Mm -hmm. It's okay to maneuver to, you know, get ahead in corporate America and not really, you know, that kind of energy on how you do it. That was my worst piece of advice. And it isn't like I took it. I kind of looked at them like, yeah, okay. (laughs) <laughs> and they were very successful. They were, mm-hmm. they were very, very, very successful. And today, to this day, yeah, they're one of the most successful people. Mm-hmm. But you can be um, egoically successful, but be spiritually bankrupt. Absolutely. And that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. That's where the advice came from. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when you say spiritually bankrupt, it's just because people turn to turn people choose to turn the dimmer switch down. The right. light is already in everywhere. It's just how, how high do you want to turn up your dimmer switch? Or you want to right. flip it all up, flip it on. It's there. So that goes back to your original question today about, it's, I say it's already there for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yes, turn I call it our internal, internal guidance system, the IGS. And you know, a lot of times early on in life, we start turning the volume down on, on it. And sometimes we, we turn it completely off. But like you're, you're saying that the worst piece of advice you'd ever been given, you were so in tune, so intuitive from an early age, 
you knew yourself well enough and had enough clarity in truth and trust that you knew not to, um, to believe it or to take it. You know, I find interesting. I go back to when I was five years old, aunts and uncles and other people, I could look at them, even I'm not in the conversation. I knew they were lying. And I was like, why are these people lying? Mm. You know, and that, that, at that age, that's where I had to start getting the balance of that. This is their creation. That's between them and God. Mm-hmm. I have no judgment. I am in observation. And that's the other big shift for women. Let go of the judgment, move in observation. That's for everybody though, men and women, but especially women. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's so important. We've got to learn how to do that with ourselves first, and then we'll be able to give that to, to others. Move into observation. But you know, the of flip self. side of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the flip side of that, true. Quit judging other people and you'll quit judging yourself. Oh, okay. Because it, it can work both ways. Yeah, it can mm-hmm. bore, it can work both it's ways. It's a snake eating its tail. Right? Kind of the, thing, the, yeah. That's what uh-huh. judgment does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And judgment, fear, anger, all of those things will block your natural flow of creation. So be mindful, create the orb. I mean, I like that idea of the orb that was given to me today to share, but I'm gonna have to write that down. So if I write a book, I can put it in there. Yes, we're 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 waiting for that book to come out, Craig. So where can the listeners find yeah. you? They're interested in talking with you or learning more about you. Where do they go? They can, they can go to my website and I made it real simple, psychiccraig.com. And okay. I'll have a YouTube channel up in a couple of weeks. So that'll be linked to all of that as well. Okay. And the other thing that I want to tell your listeners is me doing this today was a big thing for because for the last 29 years, I've only seen people by referral. So I've just now stepped out more in public view. Um, and it's, it's a good thing. I get to help more people. Well, you say that you do not have a gift, but I say you are a gift, Craig. And I appreciate you. Everybody is a gift. gift. I appreciate you coming on Mm -hmm. to the show today. We will make sure to um, add your website to the show notes. Easy access for listeners. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was great talking to you, Craig. Well, it's been an honor to be invited. Thank you. Thank you, Craig. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Shift Her Podcast. We are here to share stories that inspire so that you can create the life you love now. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review, share on social media, and tell us why it resonated with you. You can follow us on Facebook at Shift Her, Instagram at shifther.co, and read more about us at www.shifther.co. While you're there, sign up for our High Vibe monthly newsletter, where we share even more inspiration and stories from our Mastermind program. Links from today's episode are in the show notes.